Hello. Hi, is this Vicky? Christian? Yeah. Hey, how are you? I'm good. And your name is Christian? My name is Christian, yes. Okay, cool. Thanks. All right. Just set up here. How's things going? How's it going? Things are going great. I'm um, in the New Brunswick factory. Really fun, fun people. Oh, nice. The audience is amazing. Very good. Okay. Here we go. <clears throat> do you have a specific time limit on how long you want this to go, or how long do you think? Like, well, we can do like. Oh no! Whatever you need. I'm not. We just finished lunch. I'm getting right into my room right now, so it'll be quiet. So I'm, um, I'm, I'm good for however long you need. Okay. Perfect. All right. <clears throat> All right. Here we go. Christian, so, can you hold on one second? Yeah, I'm no opening problem. the door to my room. <laughs> That's okay. Sure thing. <laughs> okay. Just <laughs> Are are you in Connecticut? I am. Yes, uh, we're in Milford. Oh, cool. I always wanted to see Connecticut. I actually cannot believe I'm going to see Connecticut. <laughs> I've got to tell you, it's very small, but we have really good food. Okay, I'm going to turn my phone up because I can hear you. Okay, I can hear you pretty good. Okay, can you say that again? I can hear you pretty good. Okay, perfect. Good. Okay. <clears throat> okay, we, I'm ready. I'm sorry. No, no, no. What did you say about Connecticut? Oh, I was going to say we're a teeny tiny little state. Obviously, compared to California, but we got a lot of good food. I can tell you that much right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. If you like Italian food, you've come to the right place. I'll tell you that right now. Oh, my God. That's crazy. <laughs> I thought there would be... Well, that's awesome. That's awesome. I imagine there's a bunch of, like, really rich white people out there. Yes. An that, old farm. That's entirely true. Well, I don't true. even know what it's... <laughs> You're 100% right about that. There are a lot of rich white people. Unfortunately, I'm not one of them, which is kind of disappointing. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, Well, you never know. That's true. It's true. All right. I am ready to go when you are. We are good to go. Okay, you got it. Okay. <sighs> okay. Star 99.9, today's best mix. It's Christian. I'm actually kind of starstruck right now. On the phone is Vicki Barbalak. You've seen her like I have on America's Got Talent. She made it to sixth place in the Champions Edition of America's Got Talent as well. She's on her trailer nasty tour, and she's coming to Bridgeport this Sunday at Vinnie Brand's Stress Factory at 7.30. Tickets are still available. Vicki, it is an absolute pleasure to talk to you. How are you? Hey, Christian. I'm super excited to be here. I... I always wanted to go to Connecticut. It has some kind of, like, mystical uh, feeling to me. I just want to, I think it's going to be beautiful, and I can't wait to get there, and I'm, I'm just super excited that I'm going to be there on Sunday. Oh, that's so exciting. I think that's the first time anybody's ever said that Connecticut has a mystical vibe about it. I don't know. No, I've... that's not true. <laughs> if, if, you, if, you, I mean, if you live on the West Coast, you hear about Connecticut, you think, a farm in Connecticut. You think, like, isn't isn't that where Lucy and Ricky and Ethel and Fred bought their country house out in Connecticut? Oh, yes, they did. You know? <laughs> and and I, that's what I think of when I think of Connecticut. I think I think of Lucy's farm out there, and, and that's, you know, that's what I'm thinking of. And, uh, I don't know, and just a lot of other, you know, rich white people, and I'm always looking for an investor <laughs> in my pecker's business. So I might meet him or her there. 
I can tell you that there is a lot of rich white people. You're absolutely right about that. <laughs> um, I do have to tell you just before, you know, we talk about everything that went on in America's Got Talent and your tour and everything that you do. Um, the fact that you have a trailer and the fact that I am looking to buy a trailer. When I was told I was going to talk to you, I was super excited because we, we got something in common here. It's some, a little little common bond. So you are so smart. So how do they have trailers here? Are the roofs pitched, like, in a peak? Yeah, they, uh, yeah, they have it pitched like that, yeah. Oh, cool. Well, the thing about trailers are, you once you, you know, you, you, you can buy something affordable. And they're, they're so, you live off the ground, you float above the ground, you know, like you're a prince or a princess. You never touch the ground. <laughs> and uh, you're probably looking at a new one, so they have drywall, which I'm completely opposed to. I'm a paneling kind of girl myself, but... Um, I'm, I'm proud of you because it's a really brilliant way to live. I couldn't have made it and raised my daughters and, and done my creative work if I didn't find a way to fix my costs. And, and it's your own place. And you have somebody on top of you or next to you. You have a little yard. I'm, I'm like, I'm so happy for you. <laughs> so we at first, so we're looking to buy our first place. And I know this is completely off topic of what we're talking about, but it was always in our minds that we wanted to get a trailer. So when I heard, obviously, with the trailer Nasty Tour, I was like, oh, my God. This, you know what? It's perfect. The stars have aligned. It's incredible. You got it. <laughs> you got it. I, I think, like, I, I want to have a show called Trailer Talk. And I, I, I remodeled, like, three of them. I have to say, I bought my first trailer for $11,000. Wow. Uh, it was two bedrooms, my girlfriends, my daughters, and I, when they were little, and um, I got a divorce from my husband, and I let him keep the house because I thought they might be embarrassed to bring their friends to a trailer. So I'm like, you keep the house, I'll buy this little trailer. And uh, they they never brought their friends to his house. Everyone wanted to always come hang out at the trailer. It's more so fun. It's just kind of also it's kind of really getting to be hip to live in a trailer now it's a, i just did it to save money but it's it is like a hipster thing especially like out by us and it's probably like that by here it's just kind of funny but i mean it's it's a great it's a, like it's getting so expensive and if you can find a way to have your own place and not worry about the rent going up or getting kicked out it just I feel like it's a wonderful way to live. It's so good. It seriously is. So obviously America's got talent. You went on there and you're basically your opening line when you first stepped out onto that stage when you said you were a ballerina and Mel B's like, Really? And you're like, No, I want- know. Oh She's my like, god. I don't want to see that company. <laughs> <laughs> what was that like? Going- like? How did you find a tutu that would fit that? <laughs> What was that like going through the entire process and then obviously getting out in front of that audience? How did that go for you? Well, the very, very beginning of it was um, when I was, they kind of ask people to audition and there's the regular people that walk up. And so someone I had known in forever in comedy, she asked me to audition. I'm like, no, I'm not going to audition. You're crazy. Call these other girls, my other friends. You know these girls. They'll get on. Because I was so used to being turned down by everything, especially like, you know, straight edge kind of things like um, other shows that are even more out there than America's Got Talent mm-hmm. turned me down because they thought I was too out there. So clearly I knew I would never get on this show. And I was like, I, I wouldn't give her any any audition tape or anything. <clears throat> and then she went on YouTube and, and gave the uh, audition tapes, of, you know, just my regular YouTubes to the um, other producers. And, and they said, yep, bring her in. And, and she... It took two weeks to convince me of that. I thought she was making it up. <laughs> I thought she was playing a joke on me or something. And anyway, finally I believed her and, 
and I went and, and auditioned, and uh, I got on, and, it, and then that first night, um, my daughters were backstage, and they were worried that I don't know how the show goes, and they go, Mom, Simon's probably going to buzz you, so when you get buzzed, you got to keep going, and then somebody else could buzz you, and you got to keep going, and the third time you get buzzed, uh, you could stop. And so they told me that like five minutes before I was going out onto that audition, and so I was like, okay. And then we made a funny little gesture for me to make if they got buzzed. Like, it was a, a silly gesture. I was, like, bouncing my hand off my butt, you know. <laughs> so so it, I'd have a joke when I got buzzed. I mean, we no, we definitely did not think it was going to go well. Oh, So when wow. it went well, I was – and I think all the <clears> – <throat> excuse me. I think my whole life uh, I was used to so, many, so much rejection in business, and I, I, I got that love – out of those judges in such a huge way, I, it just it it just it just blew, it blew my mind, and it, I had I was not prepared for it, and and I guess it, I just I was like a sponge who was waiting for a drop of water, and 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 then it was like a like a gallon of water. Oh, and I just, I just kind of lost it. <laughs> and those judges, like you said beforehand, those are not, you know, these are people who have names out there. Howie Mandel, Mel B, Heidi Klum, Simon Cowell. These are not no-name people. These, If you want to make it, these are like, these are the people. It's unbelievable how ta- how much star power they have just sitting with control of, like, whether you move on or whether you don't. So it, it's got to right. be intimidating. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, I guess it, for me, it was yeah, it was it was definitely intimidating, and uh, I felt um, I felt really nervous before I went on stage. But honestly, the minute I got onto that stage, for some reason, I felt a strange calmness inside of me, and I looked at those judges. And a lot of the other people who were on stage that night, they go, "The judges look like they're in a plastic box, and it's really weird." And I'm like. Okay, I was expecting some weirdness, and I just walked out there, and it just felt so normal to me. I just looked at them, and they looked lovely, and they were smiling, and then and the audience was there, and the room felt comfortable. It was the oddest feeling of calm um, that I've ever felt, and uh, that was really, I don't know where that came from, but it was that's what happened. That's amazing. Vicky Barbara coming to Vinnie Brand's Stress Factory in Bridgeport this Sunday at 7.30. Obviously, if you want tickets, they're still available. Have they reached out to you about a show at all? I know that was mentioned on the air, but have they talked yeah. to you about that? They, they, they are, they have, they have met with me, and, um, and they're, I can't really say what's going on, but there's, <laughs> there's, they're, they're being um, incredibly wonderful. So we'll see what happens. Ooh. But, yeah. Interesting. Well, get your money. Get your money. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. That's inc- that's really really good because I know they had made a point of it on the show. I think it was Howie that was like, "You're the best." And then si- Simon said something along the lines of like, "We should follow up with this." So that's good. That obviously I know you can't talk about it, but it's good that the effort was made. Shall we say? Yeah. Exactly. And they really they really do care about care about me, and I think they care a lot a lot about a lot of their. There are people that have come off that show. They really, they they don't just leave you. They they want to stay with you. And uh, it's, it's I'm, I'm just I'm gonna start crying if I talk about it anymore. But it's just amazing. So I'm so grateful. Oh, that's amazing. It seriously is. So obviously, you know, we know the story of how you got into comedy. Thirty eight, you saw an ad and uh, just decided to go to an open mic night and everything like that. 
Talk a little bit about the Comedy Store. We know it out here is this kind of mythical place. We see the videos on Facebook. We see the videos on the Internet. And Mitzi Shore. And can you talk a little bit about how much the Comedy Store helped influence you? Well, yeah, it's everything to me. It's, um, <clears throat> it's my, it's, um, uh, it, so the, the Hoya Comedy Store is the only other club that the Comedy Store is part of. They, Mitzi bought a place down by San Diego because she thought it'd be really fun for the comics to go and have a place to relax on, get out of LA, and she would have a little club there, and it's a little club that seats 200 people. And so I, I started in that club, and I, I never got on because I was really terrible, and the manager of that club was a brilliant comic, and he he knew that I had no place on that stage <laughs> when I started. So I, I never got on, and every Sunday was open mic, and my daughter would call in because I, I didn't want to hear them say no, so I made my daughter Emily call in, pretend to be me every week. Oh, but wow. I'd still go on like a couple Sundays a month, and I'd bring baked goods. I would bake and bring Baked goods to all the comics and friends, so manager, smart. and that's so and smart. Then, <laughs> but they, but they didn't know that I was working in bars um, every night. I mean, I, we would just a few of my friends and I. We just even if it wasn't a comedy show, we, we had a little microphone and a PA. We would walk into a bar and ruin people's nights with a bad comedy show, <laughs> and we did that over and over again for like three years. I was going out so much, and but nobody knew at the comedy store in the lawyer was that I'd gotten a pretty good act together because I worked so hard and and I. Loved it. And so one night, Mitzi came in. It was one of those Sunday nights when I brought the baked goods. And she uh, she said, who's that over there by the bar? And somebody <laughs> said, that Vicky Barbalak. And she's a comedian. And they said, yes. And she goes, put her on. So somebody goes, Mitzi wants to see you. And I'm, I'm like, okay. And then I go on and I do my set. And it was really a pretty funny little seven-minute set. And uh, she, uh, they go, Mitzi wants to see you after my set. And then she was sitting in the back booth. And she points her little finger at me and tells me to sit down next to her. And she goes, "You're very funny. <laughs> you're a you're a regular. Now don't go away." <laughs> so, <laughs> oh so I didn't even know what a regular was. And I and Bobby Lee was there because he started in San Diego like five, six, seven years before me. And I go, Bobby, what's a regular? And he goes, "That means you can call Hollywood and everything. You you're in Hollywood." And I'm like, "Awesome!" And I went out to the alley and I just started screaming. I was so happy, and then uh, the first time I went to Hollywood, I was I I um I never paid to park there. I always parked like two miles away because it's twenty bucks to park next to the comedy store. That's smart. So That's a smart that move. Night, <laughs> I said I'm buying a ticket at the Hyatt. I got a twenty dollar parking spot. I ran into Bobby Lee again. I go, Bobby, it's my first time in Hollywood. I paid for parking. He goes, What? We have a comedian's parking lot right here, you <laughs> idiot. So, and but then ever since then, every day when I every night when I'd be driving up Sunset Boulevard and turning into that comedian's parking lot, I would think to myself, oh, my God, I'm just a little housewife carpet seller from San Diego. Here I am driving up Sunset. How is this happening? And I still, when I drive into that parking lot right now, like when I drive into that parking lot when I get home, and I, I will still say, I can't believe I'm driving into this parking lot. It's, it is an amazing place. Um, it's got three rooms going all the time, and, there's highs and lows in terms of, you know, the, the people that are there. And it's been on a real high the last few years. And, and Mitzi, I was one of the last group of people that she worked with. And the way she'd work with you was like, she'd make me open the main room every Saturday night at 9 o'clock. You're the opener, the cold opener. And then you'd do okay because you're opening. Mm -hmm. And then every like four months, she'd give you like the third spot. 
And then you'd kill it. And then she'd go, I just wanted you to know where you are. And then she'd put you back in the 9 o'clock, 9 o'clock, uh, to make you, just to make you as strong as, as you could be. Wow. That's incredible. I, in all honesty, when you were talking about driving up, you know, Sunset Boulevard, has the kind of, like, adrenaline high from getting to that mark at the comedy store and then obviously America's Got Talent, has it kind of, like, war, has the high worn off for you or are you just kind of, like, riding the wave at this point? No way. It's way bigger now. <laughs> because I drive up to the comedy store and my name's on the main marquee. Woo! You know, you know, and there's a very favorite comic of mine, Joey Diaz, and for a while after Mitzi got sick, there was a guy that took over the booking at the comedy store, and he's like, he threw all his comics that were like, you know, becoming masters there. He considered, rather than masters, he considered us old. And so he threw us out. So Joey Diaz and I were like, you know, thrown out for a few years, and it was so heartbreaking. And uh, and then, um, you know, like about two months ago, I drove up, and uh, Joey was outside, and it said, Joey Diaz, Vicky Barbalak, Joe Rogan. And Joe, um, Joey goes, look at that, Barbalak. <laughs> and then he said, F them, F them all. <laughs> awesome, Joey. So, no, it's it's pretty great. And, and uh, you know, comedy store, people people come to the shows. They just come to see good comedy. They really don't, you, know, you don't know who you're going to see and stuff. So um, it's, it's fun to have people actually, you know, like literally come out to the store to see me too, which is never... It's just never been expected, but I don't really care about it. I'm just grateful to be at, at that place. It, it was like a holy place. I mean, I've never been to Gotham or the Comedy Cellar in New York City, and I mean, that's a dream of mine to, to go there. It's probably very similar. Wow. So you're coming to the East Coast, coming to Vinnie Brand's Stress Factory, obviously, this Sunday at 730. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm going to go. I want to go see Oh, I'm so glad. <laughs> I want to see It's going to be super fun. We had... We had our first night in New Jersey last night at the uh, club here in New Brunswick, and I, I, I felt before the show, I felt a super high energy uh, feeling. It was, it was amazing. It was sold out, and it was. I really love, um, I love the East Coast vibe. I mean, I've I've been in Rochester and Springfield, Mass, and I, I just, it's a really people here are just super cool and. I'm excited. Like I said, I'm so excited to see Connecticut. I have this vision of what I think it's going to be, and it's probably going to be a lot different, but I know it's going to be great. <laughs> we'll take, we'll show you around. This whole weekend, you know, we'll, sh- we'll show you around. It's going to be a great time. Now, I want to ask you really quick. I could talk to you, honestly. I could talk to you forever. It just seems like it's so great. Um, you What you do in your free time, you speak at organizations and conferences about ways to bring funny back into the workplace. How, how does that go about? How do you do that? Well, you know, it's like uh, uh, I realized that you know now that I have some a little bit of a name, I could I could probably the corporate market is a sweet place to be <laughs> if you want to upgrade your trailer, if you know what I mean. Yes, indeed. And so um, I just I've always thought about you know uh, being in businesses where you know people aren't happy, and I I worked for my parents' carpet store for twenty years, so I I know I know a little bit about stress in the workplace and stuff, and. And I have friends in the corporate world, and I've had friends who are in, you know, in, in different businesses that, that have been successful because they made their places really fun to work in. And I, I some places are seem like they're like torture chambers, and when you take the humor out of a place, then you, you start. I think if the humor in a workplace is so important, then I think people have gotten afraid of humor because they think it's like um minefield of 
oh, I'm going to get sued. or But humor is not like that. It's very easy to, to make it clear what's okay and what's not okay. It's simple. It's just like saying you're not allowed to, you know, you're not allowed to walk around naked. You have to wear your clothes at work. I mean, it's so, it's so simple to say, you know, these are parameters. We don't, you know, this is a culture here, and you lead by example. But there's so many fun things you could do. Like I, I had a friend who was a bank president forever, and he had this really great um, community in his bank. Everyone was happy because he would, on Friday nights he'd make them sing a song when they, they left the bank. They had to sing something, and he'd, he'd walk them out. You know, every the little things you could do, and, um, you know, like, you know, you, you know, putting funny signs up in your cubicles, really weird, stupid things like that. <laughs> you know, like having like uh, different things where you go, um, you know, you can have Wednesday night open mic at, at your office and everybody tells a joke. I mean, just a hump day open mic or get through Friday afternoon. And there's all these things you can do literally with, you know, over humor like that and then subtle, subtle things that are funny. So, you know, like it's just there's so many things you can do to lighten tension and using humor and not being afraid of humor anymore. It's just terrible to be afraid of one of the most important things in life. That's true. That is absolutely true. Vicki Barbala, she's coming to the Vinnie Brand Stress Factory this Sunday at 7.30. Uh, thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes. It's been almost 30 minutes. We talked for almost half an hour. <laughs> it's amazing. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. I'm talking <laughs> to Christian, it was so great talking to you, and I'm so excited. Send me a picture of the trailer. If, if you need any advice, let me know. I know a lot kind of trailer hacks. <laughs> oh yeah, I'll definitely I'll reach uh, I'll reach out as soon as we uh, soon as I'll we send get you a done flamingo. <laughs> that is essential. I will send you a welcome home flamingo as soon as you tell me about it. All right, well, Vicky Barbalak, thank you so much for talking to me today. I really appreciate it. Thank you. See you later, Connecticut. <laughs> Bye. A road is just a road, but a Jeep SUV isn't just an SUV. Come see for yourself at the Jeep Start Something New sales event. During Owner Appreciation Month, finance and get $3,750 total cash allowance on select 2020 Grand Cherokee Laredo 4x4 models and dealer stock the longest. On oldest 20% inventory of 2020 Jeep Cherokee Laredo models as of 1-3-2020 and dealer stock. Financing for well-qualified buyers through Chrysler Capital. Not all buyers will qualify. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery by 2-3-2020. Jeep is a registered trademark.